Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Inside the Inventory, home to some of the best quality, content, and sound. Today's story is titled, Growth Through Personal Development. So here's my thinking. I believe that there are five major components to a person's life, but for the sake of today's episode, we'll call them the five components of self. You have physical, emotional, psychological, social, and spiritual. From media influencers to therapists to preachers, you name it. We all have categories that we excel at and that we prioritize in our daily lives, depending on what the need is, while those other categories just may not be as prominent or at the forefront. Nonetheless, though, they all exist in some capacity. So today, I'm going to go ahead and rank what components hold the most value and importance to me. I'm going to also deep dive a little bit more into each one individually, just to provide some more context. And I'm also going to explain and provide a hypothetical scenario on what life could potentially look like if even one of these facets isn't balanced or maintained properly. This was such an important segment to include in this first chapter because tracking your life progress isn't always easy. Life just offers so many intricacies and there's always something constantly trying to grab our attention and take the focus off of ourselves. But how often do we have moments of pensive thought? And that's actually one of the hardest things to do as people, is to learn how to master all of the inward parts of yourself while balancing them simultaneously. Most times, you'll find yourself excelling in an area of life while the others are gradually digressing. So the true success lies in the attention to detail, the consistency, and the intention. Much easier said than done, though. Before I was able to write out my list of all five of which ones were most important to least important, I had to take some time for true reflection, just to really figure out which of these parts of my life do actually hold the most value. And so with that, my list is as follows. Spiritual, psychological, emotional, physical, and social. The spiritual component of my life is the most important of these five. In my head, I picture it at the center, with the other four orbiting around it in unison. It's exclusively based upon my faith and belief in Jesus Christ. It's at the core of my existence and my very foundation. I grew up in a church home, so it was always a part of who I was. Even my extended family and relatives identified with the Christian community so it was embedded in the very culture of my family. I would say at age 25, although my love for God has grown in so many ways, that didn't come without challenges. The biggest barrier that I faced was learning how to find my spiritual balance. And that was because it was very much force-fed to me as a kid. This distorted my view of Christianity because 
I was never afforded the leisure of experiencing it for myself. So what I had to do was rediscover my personal faith and make it unique to me. And once I did that, it changed the way that I interacted with these other four major components. Spirituality is about identifying and confirming my beliefs, my values, my morals, and my ethics. And that all helps me understand my true purpose. Without this component, I would be a wanderer, an empty shell with no true purpose, no true sense of self. Definitely my number one. The psychological component was number two for me. The key to a fruitful life is a developed mental capacity. If the brain really does control our cognitions, our actions, thoughts, and behaviors, then we have to realize that our state of mind will literally manifest into our reality. So having a clean and constantly maintenanced psyche space will allow for harmony with the other four components in your life. For me, I found success in doing things such as affirmations, constant positive reassurance, and forward thinking. And over time, you'll begin to realize that life does become more enjoyable because you've learned to alter and train your mind. Not only that, but I've become more adept to tackling adversity and things seem to weigh less heavily on me. The mind is too strong and too powerful not to regulate and not to value. Very solid at number two. Next up is the emotional component at number three. Emotional maintenance in life is huge. I believe that we exist for two reasons, to form relationships and to love. Life just isn't quite as fulfilling without either of those two. With that being said, emotional stability starts from within. Self-love is important to having healthy and balanced relationships. You have to learn to love and enjoy yourself and stay far away from false perceptions of you. It took me years to learn how to love myself, and I'm still working on it every day. I had to learn how to love my complexion, my tattoos, my scars, my obnoxious OCD, and everything else about me before I could do that for anyone else. So it is important to pay close attention to that emotional facet in your life, because if it isn't regulated, then it will begin to impact any and all developed relationships in your personal life. Pretty good at number three. The physical component in my life is very important, but it isn't as much of a priority as the first three. So it's my number four. Not to say that it isn't crucial, but I like to think of it like this. Your spirit, your emotional treasure chest, and the vortex that is your mind will always outlast your body. Nonetheless, though, good physical health should be promoted because I believe it does walk hand in hand with those other components, especially psychological for me. A healthy life and a well-nourished life is a fruitful life. But let's not get it twisted, though. When I say physical, I mean all things physical. It goes far beyond exercise, diet, and nutrition. You could even include hygiene under this big umbrella. It's about learning your body inside and out understanding what it needs, and how to properly treat it. Mastering this component will allow you to have more energy to invest into the other four. And besides, 
Who doesn't appreciate a little bit of longevity? But for now, we'll leave this here at number four. The social component came in at number five. I took a long look at the social component of my life, and I just didn't find it fitting to place it above any of the other four components. Don't get me wrong. Networking and socializing is naturally hard-coded into our DNA as humans. From introverts to extroverts, at some point in our lives, we've engaged and indulged in the likes of someone else. If properly managed, social engagement can come with a lot of benefits. For me, it's a raw form of stimulation and enjoyment. I also use it to network and learn different people perspectives outside of my own. Balancing all things social from personal interactions on a small scale to social media can even help with connectedness and character shaping. And although all of these things are great, for me, this component of my life is the least important. So, leaving it here at number five. Now that I've went ahead and ranked each of the five in my personal life, I want to switch the lens a little bit and look at them more objectively. I believe that one of the most important questions we should always ask ourselves is, how can I improve? One of the best places to start is with these five major areas of your life. So I want to take a look at different practices that you can use in your everyday life to boost each of the five, and in turn, also provide hypothetical scenarios of what life could look like if even one of these components isn't balanced the way that it should be. So, since I listed my five in order, I'm going to go ahead and keep that same respective order, just for example purposes. The best spiritual practices that I've found most useful in my life have been reading my Bible, meditation, and prayer. These practices have led me to understanding the purpose that God has for my life, and it gives me a positive outlook and the strength to move forward. When I have failed to be consistent with these practices, I have felt significant voids in my life and even a loss of identifiable purpose. Best practices for a healthy psyche includes being aware or cognizant about how you're feeling. So that idea of self-monitoring is so useful here. Self-discipline is also very fundamental because self-discipline is a mental choice. You'll find that when you're able to train your mind to be disciplined, focus comes a lot more naturally and life offers more clarity. Lastly, therapy and release is very necessary. We all have experiences, circumstances, and trauma that we've endured and now are forced to carry with us, but it's about learning how to unpack them in a constructive and healthy manner that will directly translate to our mental stability. So therapy of any sort is imperative to combat those things. It can range from seeing and speaking with a licensed professional, all the way to carrying around a personal journal. And for me, when I've avoided these practices, I've felt genuine confusion and even feelings of disorientation. I've also had negative perspectives about myself and my life because my mind wasn't clear and focused. Best emotional practices should start introspectively. Self-love practices are paramount, such as affirmations and positive self-talk. Constant communications to all parties that you're involved in and being expressive and transparent about how you're feeling can be key as well. I found that 
when I'm not utilizing these methods, that I tend to isolate myself. I also self-sabotage my relationships because I fail to communicate how I'm feeling. And I hinder myself from being completely vulnerable due to the fact that my emotions aren't in check. Best physical practices are based around consistency. Exercising, paying close attention to the foods that your body thrives on, and maintaining your hygiene beyond the basics of showering and teeth brushing. And lastly, what I call adulting in moderation. Yeah, I'm talking to you. We all love to go out and turn up from time to time and just enjoy the festivities that life offers. But the key, being mindful about how often and how frequently you're indulging in all of that. I found that when I'm not monitoring my physical health, that I'm often lethargic and low on energy. And I'm also more susceptible to getting sick because my immune system is now compromised due to poor lifestyle choices. Best social practices should be building a small nucleus of like-minded people to yourself and keeping track of your interpersonal relationships. Avoid social expectations and even limit media exposure if it gets too much. I found in the past that when my social life is exceeding my likeness or personal capacity, that it leads to false perceptions of myself and even feelings of inadequacy. It also promotes the feelings of FOMO, which is fear of missing out. And when I don't gauge my social media usage, I allow my life to become too accessible to the outside world. Fun fact, not everything needs to be shared. So with that, the more we as people pay close attention to these five components of our lives, the better quality of life we will have overall. Each facet of life offers a different level of value and importance to you. So it's up to you to determine what those are for you and begin to replenish them one by one. You got this. So here's the challenge. Since there are five business days in a week, along with five components, pick one component each day that you will choose to focus on. If you aren't sure of a best practice, feel free to use any of the ones that I mentioned here in this segment today. Best of luck on your journey. I'll see you next week.